DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Dave Southern, Boise State Bronco rider, covering the Broncos for The Athletic. Dave, good morning. How's it going? I, I was very excited because I'm a David, and my only brother's name is Patrick, so I'll always be on that show anytime. That is freaky. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is, but, but, it's, but it's awesome. It, it, it works out pretty nice. So, we're practically family. We've established that. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> and then the second thing I notice is the Boise State family split up. The quarterback is in the Broncos camp. The running back is in the Vikings camp. Got two leading receivers in the Ravens and the Cardinals camp. Who's left? Who's going to be taking the ball into the end zone for the Broncos this year? Or, as BYU and Utah State fans might hope, maybe nobody will be taking the they fell down. It's falling apart. The dream dies here. The run is over. The Broncos are a shadow of their former selves. Nope. They're picked to win their division. They're not. So who's going to get it done for them? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great question. And, of course, one that uh, we've all been, you know, trying to pay as much attention to as we can and try to figure out what the heck's going on. And so far, the answers are not there. Uh, I will say part of the reason, of course, that they're picked to win it is uh, they have some depth. I think that – uh, at quarterback, it's, you know, I, I, right now it really looks like to me it's either going to be Chase Cord, who's a sophomore, or Hank Bachmeyer, the true freshman. Um, and, of, and of course, that that's that's the hottest contested position battle right now because they've had such a great tradition of quarterbacks, and they lose a four-year starter in Ripon, as you mentioned. Uh, that's, that's a huge deal. And so, either one of those guys, I think, are probably the front runners um, at running back. Uh, th- that that's just a jumbled mess right now. There 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 used to be. They've had 10 straight years with a 1,000-yard rusher, and this year is the most up in the air. There always was an obvious guy next up, and now they have Robert Mahone, who's a junior, Andrew Van Buren, who's a sophomore, and it looks like George Holani, who's a true freshman, is going to be in the mix too. So all three of those will play, and eventually one of those is going to emerge. And then a wide receiver, um, frankly, I think it's even better group than last year. They are extremely deep. A lot of guys who played good roles last season but not huge roles who are primed for, you know, for bigger ones. There's, there's a really good sophomore in Khalil Shakir. John Hightower was a senior. He had a great year. And Octavius Evans, who's a junior, missed most last year with him. The guy that I would have guessed would have been their number one last year, but he was hurt. So they've got a lot of talent there, too. So I think that even though the answers aren't obvious at this moment, I think they'll be okay on offense. But uh, the quarterback and running back question marks are so big that it's tough to say that they'll be great. But I, I think just the talent level is good enough where – They'll have another digital on offense. So Cord blew out his ACL, I think it was mid-season last year, and so he's on his way back. Bachmeyer was there for spring ball, so he has a, at least a little bit of experience, not much, obviously no game experience. Uh, is it Cord's job to hold off Bachmeyer? Yeah, that's the way I see it, and that's the way I've kind of thought about it. Even, I mean, even during the spring when – it wasn't until the very end we even saw Chase starting to throw a little bit. Um, he, he was he was Brett Rippon's backup last year until he got hurt. Um, his third snap of college football was at Troy, and he had a 44-yard touchdown on that on, to, on only his third snap. So th- there's a there's an element that he brings in terms of that mobility that was very appealing to people because they haven't had a ton of those in the past. Grant Hedrick being the exception, Jared Zabransky maybe, but. Um, he, he, he was, he's a talented guy, but then when he tore the ACL in October, that kind of threw a huge wrench into the whole thing. And even right now, he's pretty close to 
back to normal, but I wouldn't say he's 100%. And we're sitting here two and a half weeks away from the opener. So, um, you know, I, I think he still is probably the most likely candidate, but the Hank, you know, came in and the number one or two quarterback in the spring is a true freshman. And he's been right up there with, with Chase so far in, the, in, in fall camp. And, uh, sky's the limit for that kid because he's one of the best recruits they've ever signed in terms of, you know, an offer list or a 24 seven ranking. So, uh, so he's, you know, he, he, he certainly will be in the mix right until the end. And if they pick him, I wouldn't be stunned. So you've got uh, all these discussions about the skill player. Have they got the line in front of them? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think they have. They have. They have some offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, they, they, all five. All five guys who were, who started at least uh, half the season are back from left tackle all the way to right tackle. So that's at least one of the most stable position groups, if not the most stable on the team. Um, you know, on the left side, Ezra Cleveland at left tackle probably is a guy who. You'll see in the NFL draft in April. Um, he'll probably be an early entrant. He's that good. Um, and the, the right side struggled a little bit last year, especially early on. Uh, and I wrote about that just a couple days ago. And um, they found a little bit of stability when they put in John Trippel at right tackle, and, and he's back as a sophomore. And I think they're very confident that they can start off better than the last two seasons. They've had pretty bad Septembers in the offensive line. So if they can, you know, with five guys back, with with the same group, they all were healthy in the spring. That they think they can start off better, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they did. So you mentioned Shakira is just as a sophomore, uh, and we were used to some pretty good receivers in Boise. Is he the next one in terms of NFL talent? I think he would be. I think he would be the most obvious um, candidate for that. He's a guy that um, when he was in high school, kind of you know, I think his senior year in Marietta, he was kind of more of a running back than a wide receiver, and. You can kind of see that skill set that they like to give him, you know, wildcat snaps, end around, you know, screens, things like that. Um, and he returned some kicks. Uh, his last his last catch of the season was against Fresno State. He had a, a 50-yard touchdown catch, and he actually hurt his knee making it. So his very last play was kind of a big play. And uh, and he, he definitely is the one that, I, if I had to guess, I think he'd be the top receiver. But John Hightower, you know, his preseason All-Mountain West, uh, last year was just a home run hitter type, and he's extremely fast, pretty raw, but uh, he's going to be the guy who's going to be able to take a end around 80 yards for a touchdown or you know catch that catch that deep ball. Those are probably the two best things that he can do. So I'll put Hightower right behind him, but I think Khalil's you know a guy who's definitely the number one type guy. So at Utah State, they've got uh, the quarterback back, they've got a running back back, and they've got to put together a whole bunch of new starters, including a new uh, offensive line. How is, BYU, how is Boise State's defensive line going to look? Yeah, the defensive line, uh, you know, I, I think if teams have strengths and they want it to start up front, they definitely have that on offense and defense, too. Um, on defense, pretty much all, you know, I would consider them to have three starters on, on the defensive line. They, they, they'd be bringing back three of them uh, if you include David Moa, who's now in his sixth year uh, at defensive tackle, and uh, Sonatani Louie at nose tackle. He's a Utah kid. And Chase Atata at defensive end. And behind them on the interior, Scala Gahan was a true freshman last year who actually on that last play was you know took down Zach Wilson um, when, when BYU was threatening. And he's, he's, he's kind of the next guy up. I think with two seniors in front of him, he'll, he'll get in the mix quite a bit as a true sophomore, but he's the, he's the sort of guy who I think will end up being an all-Mountain West type guy too. So I think the defensive line is going to be you know, the, probably the best part of the defense for them. 
You say the defensive line is going to be the best part of the defense, even though they got four of the five DBs coming back. I I would say so. The, the, the DBs are still good, but um, but if you kind of look, they 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 were kind of prone to giving up some big plays last year, and I think that they struggled sometimes against some of the better teams. I mean, like Oklahoma State, uh, Avery Williams, who's going to be the number one corner now, he kind of had a tough game, and um, you know, Keiko Nawahine. Safety had kind of a down year, but part of that was because DeAndre Pierce, uh, one of those guys you talk about coming back, missed most of last season. He lacerated a spleen when they played up in Wyoming at the end of September. So I think that that group is is very good. It's still I still think they have a little bit more to prove. They last year they tied for the lowest amount of interceptions in school history. They only had seven um, as a defensive, you know, as an entire defense. So these guys can step it up. They they should be pretty good considering the experience, but I still think the line's going to be you know the best part of what they have. So Boise State doesn't play BYU until October. They don't play the uh, Utah State Aggies until late November. They got Florida State right out of the gate. How prepared are they going to be for this, or could this get ugly? Uh, you know, I I, I think it, just looking at well, Florida State last year wasn't that good. Um, and Boise State has usually done, done pretty well in these games, you would think, oh, they, they have a great chance. And I, I think they do. But um, recent history, I mean, playing, you know, when they played against Baylor in a bowl game, when they played against Oklahoma State on the road, uh, they lost a home to Virginia. Like, they haven't done that great against the Power Five teams lately. And as long as they fired up, as I think they might be, and that caliber of athlete, it could it could get out of hand, but I but I think Boise State's well is equipped to be able to handle it. I don't, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but at this at this moment, I yeah I, I have a tough time definitely seeing them pulling out the win with a new quarterback over there because that's a really tough environment. You know they're essentially going on the road, and the the caliber of athlete and the speed this, the speed was so stark against Oklahoma State, and I and I kind of look at that with Florida State and go. They might be even faster, so um, it, it could be a really tough time for Boise State. But they've never ceased to surprise me and maybe pull one out. But I, I think it'll be, it might be a tough one down there. If I remember correctly, Harson came aboard after the BYU contract was signed, and he didn't seem like he was thrilled with having to play them the next eight years or whatever it is. As this contract progresses, I mean, I think BYU and its fans down here really enjoy this series, even though I don't think they've had the upper hand by any stretch. What's the feeling right. up there with the coaching staff and the community and the administration about continuing this series? Uh, yeah, because initially when they did sign it, um, that was that was before Harson, but they, 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 they extended it um, when he um, when he was here. I, I, I do think that he is the sort who at first maybe wasn't over the moon about it, but I think as he's played in it and through talking to him, I think he's, he's gained more of an appreciation for it. If you look, those games have usually been pretty close. Um, there's a bit of a rivalry there just because of the, because of the close games and also because I, I really don't think that they've developed much of, a, um, you know, much of a rivalry with anyone in the Mountain West still. <laughs> you know, I mean, most of the other teams that are rivals are in the West. They don't play them every year, so um, I think he's enjoyed that. And even even the twist with Zach Wilson being over there now, obviously he was committed to Boise State. Um, I think adds a little bit more spice to it. So I think that I think that Harson's kind of it's kind of grown on him a little bit more. And as far as the fans go, I think they love it. If you look at the attendance, it's always pretty good. I know BYU travels some people too, but 
Um, the fans here get pretty amped for it, and I think that uh, every year that they look forward to that game as much as any. And and I think that this year should be no exception because it might be it might be their toughest outside that Florida State game. So inside the division, Utah State is picked to finish second. And you know, different teams have. Uh, I mean, the Aggies have gone to the conference title game once, but so have Air Force and Wyoming. Does Boise State just kind of view them as you know teams that must be kept in order and slapped down? Have they built any rivalries with any of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is a little bit of that, and, and I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with with the way you put it. But um, Utah State is the most obvious one. If they could try to do that, I think being able to be consistently a, a challenger would help. Um, last last year's game when they came up here was a, was a great game, um, you know, and, and they had a lot of hype to it. But of course, all the fans kind of poo pooed it, and they were just like, no, 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 they're they're not. You know that they're not that good, and they were pretty good. Even even though the final score, Boise State put a touchdown on them at the end. Um, I I think that like even this year, if they're going to be pretty good, if Jordan Love's going to be the guy that everyone thinks they will, um, Mike Stanford's the OC now, and he's a former Boise State quarterback. He and he was the OC here when they won the last Fiesta Bowl. So there's a little bit more added to it this year too. And I think that uh, if if Gary can kind of maintain some success over there. It would really help because you know Wyoming hasn't always been that great. Air Force is definitely a, a challenge for Boise State, and it was really difficult because they lost to them three years in a row. But but there there hasn't quite been the, the vitriol. It's you know it's it's an academy, and, and and they save that for Army and Navy. So so I think that if Utah State can you know kind of be a consistent eight win sort of team, then I think Boise State might actually have a bit of a rival, which I don't really feel they have right now. Well, maybe BYU though. I mean, I realize it's not a conference right. game, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if I had to pick one that Boise State had was the, the closest thing to a rival would definitely be, be BYU. And you know, I, I know I've written about it a couple times, asking players, asking coaches if they think think of it that way. Harson says everyone's a rival, but um, you, you definitely can tell from other people, you know, all, all the guys on this team that uh, BYU is definitely the closest thing they have to it. I don't think Marshall, their second opponent, is a rival. They've played them once before in 1994, so I, I would disagree. No. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you got me there. They played once before, so I would disagree. I mean, anytime they chant, we are Marshall, that just gets the blood going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with Harson and his relationship with the fans there, uh, Boise State's won one conference title in four years. People restless. Do they realize it's a new era and the Broncos can't win at the clip they did 10 or 15 years ago when they were killing it in the whack? Uh, how, how do people right. handle this? You know, I, I, think, I think the rational fans would understand kind of how things have changed, that as good as they were and as good as they usually are, they're more of this sort of team. They're not a top 10 team year in, year out. I know people love that. I think any fan base would love that. Um, I think most people kind of understand where they're at. Um, what, what, is, what I think bothered some people is, you know, kind of losing at home, which was, used to be so rare. But even you know, last season they lost Mountain West Championship at home. They lost to San Diego State at home. Um, that has kind of got, you know, got under most people's skin. If, if there's anything about being really critical of Brian Harson, he's still a guy who wins 10, 10 games a year. Um, but, I, but I think that it's, you know, he, he's he's – a Boise guy. He, he, you know, I live like two blocks away from where he grew up. From I live right by his dad's house, and uh, you know, it's, it, he's he's a Boise guy, and I think people appreciate that. But he hasn't quite taken them to the highs that Pete did. Like you said, winning one conference title in the last four years, um, 
he has he has one festival, which is great, but uh, but that's been you know it's five years ago now. So I think that people would love for one of those years, and um, you know I, I think that uh, it's not going to be coming now, but it might be soon. But uh, I, I think I think he's liked he's liked pretty well. But uh, when when the standard is Chris Peterson, and Kellen Moore, Brian Harson and Brett Rippin still were really really good, but not quite that high. So I think still in some people's minds it's it's a disappointment, which I don't think is fair. Dave Southern, Boise State Bronco rider for The Athletic, joining us. Dave, thanks for coming on. Give us a preseason look. And when they get ready to play the Cougars in October and the Aggies in November, we'll check back in with you then because, you know, we're family. That, that, that would be fantastic, guys. I'll see you at the, at the reunion. All right. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Bye.